hey photographer, welcome to the Bookmark Clients Photography Podcast. Do you want to learn how to market your business and have consistent bookings? Do you search for how to get your name out there and attract quality clients? Do you feel lonely and frustrated when you scroll through social media and comparison takes over again? Hey, I'm Brooke Jefferson. I too was trying to build my photography business while working a full-time job and trying to be an intentional wife and mama of two. I wanted to feel confident in my work, have a fully booked calendar, and grow my photography business from part-time to full-time so I could leave my teaching job and have more freedom with my family. But I believed that I wasn't good enough and couldn't do it in the mama cracks of my day, which kept me stuck for far too long. I finally decided to take matters into my own hands by getting out of my own way, investing in mentors, and not being afraid to fail forward. You don't have to stay stuck trying to figure it all out. I teach you how to build a profitable photography business through business tips, marketing strategies, and mindset tools. Charge your camera batteries and grab your coffee. It's time to ditch the excuses and book more clients. You guys are in for a treat for today's episode because I am having a conversation with my bookkeeper, Jen, and I know you guys are going to walk away with the information that you need to make sure that you know what bookkeeping is, when you need to be bookkeeping, and how to do this for your business because after all, you are running a business, not an expensive hobby. So Jen, welcome to the show. Tell us who you are what you do, and who you help. Hi, so I am Jen Fisher, owner of Numbers by Jen. Thanks for having me today. I help small business owners uh, basically take control of their numbers. I help with everything from confidence DIYing all the way up to done-for-you bookkeeping services where you sit back and relax and hand it over to me. So yeah, QuickBooks Pro Advisor, mom of two, and just really love working with all of the women out there. Yeah, you're pretty phenomenal if I do say so myself. <laughs> I feel like you are like the perfect example of, hey, I can be a wife and a mom and run a business and help other people and you're a numbers whiz. And I just, I don't know, like you're just my favorite bookkeeper. And I've had, <laughs> I've really enjoyed bringing you into my business and just watching all the different, I guess, really the different resources that you bring to the table. You know, you, you do a lot more than just your typical bookkeeping. And so it's been fun to kind of dig into that and look at all the different ways that you can provide knowledge and insight into my business, which is why you're the perfect person to have this conversation with. So I know when I say bookkeeping, photographers are, we are either rolling our eyes or we are hiding under a blanket because we think, oh, that's either so far beyond us or that sounds so boring. I don't want to do that. So let's, first of all, let's take the definition and let's have you explain to us what is bookkeeping? Yeah. So my definition of bookkeeping is basically tracking your information. So it is everything that is coming into your business and everything that is leaving your business. And honestly, like that's, that's as simple as it is. And it's a step 
even though it's simple, it's something that a lot of people overlook or they think they can catch up on it later. It is different from, I think a lot of people think of bookkeeping as like the first thing they think of is CPA. And I think it's important to differentiate between the two. Bookkeeping is the act of like the organization tracking the information and making sure that it's all accounted for. And then a CPA is going to keep you compliant at tax time and strategize a little bit more, make sure that they're going to help you with basically everything tax related government, you know, the boring stuff. (laughs) I think the bookkeeping is the fun part. But yeah, it's taking all that data and keeping it organized so that it can then become powerful and useful information versus just like transactions sitting in your bank account. I love that you refer to bookkeeping as organizing what's going on in your business, because really that's what it is. It's an organizational tool so that you have the power, the knowledge, which is power of what is going on in your business. I remember though, being at the very beginning, what, and I still like would refer to my business and the very beginning, because it was as like a side thing. Oh, it's just, it's kind of this cool thing that I'm doing and it makes me a little bit of money, or at least I thought it was making me money when it wasn't. That's a whole side conversation. But, (laughs) um, but I know like I was not in a place of even knowing what bookkeeping was, which I've always heard about bookkeeping because I used to work at a grocery store and we had to balance your register, make sure everything was there, you know? And then I I knew that one of the manager's jobs was to come in and be the bookkeeper for the store. And it just looked awful. Like I was like, I don't ever want to do that. So much paper, so much numbers. But now, you know, now that I'm in the mindset of, okay, looking back, I remember scrambling at tax time, trying to find all the receipts and all the transactions and having to print out my bank statements and you know, and this was back when I really wasn't as profitable as I even am today. And still, it was still a mess, even though there was way less, a quarter probably of what there is now, it was still overwhelming. And so I think some of us, I tie bookkeeping into also like, you're looking at your numbers, what's happening in your business, which is also very closely related to money. And if we have an issue with money or a negative perspective, or we are just basing it off of our feelings. I feel like photographers are wanting to just kind of like, "Mm, I know I should be doing that, but I really don't want to. It it makes me uncomfortable. So what are your thoughts about, I don't know, money mindset and bookkeeping? Like, do you think they correlate? Do you see this in in the way that people are handling their transactions? Yeah, for sure. I was gonna, I was thinking about um, mindset as you were talking And I don't know that mindset is, I feel like it's such a buzzword, but it is really true. Like if you are approaching bookkeeping as it's a chore, it's something that I'm forced to do. I have to do it for tax season. um, Then I think that you're probably not in the right mindset around bookkeeping. I think we need to work on shifting it to, okay, this is data that's here available to me. And it's something that is going to help drive decisions. It's going to really put me more in the driver's seat of my business. It's not something that we have to dread doing. Think about it as, like you said, it's a tool. And it's a tool that a lot of, a lot of people just leave in the toolbox and don't use it. And it can be so helpful. You know, it can help with, I 
I see a lot of owners that are scared to make investments because they don't know what's going on in their business. And especially with photography, like you're buying supplies, you're buying what, like cameras and lenses and stuff for your studio. And if you're constantly hiding under the blanket in the corner, you know, not looking at your numbers, then you're just taking a leap of faith on those purchases versus making them in confidence. And so that feeling is just going to perpetuate and grow and think about how awesome it could be to like walk into the store, buy that new lens, be like, I know that I had the money for that and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. And bookkeeping really has empowered me to make better decisions. In fact, it is one of my favorite things to look at. Like <laughs> I love looking at the reports because it, it is showing me here's the activity that you're taking. Here's the action. Here's where you're spending your money. Here's where you're not, you know, and here is what you could do. And because of that, I'm able to like evaluate my own actions. Like, okay, if I spent over what I wanted to last month and didn't hit a savings goal. And instead I'm like, I have nothing to show for how hard I worked last month. Why did I do that? Was I acting out of fear Mm -hmm. and feelings? And, and then on the flip side, the other thing that I wanted to say too, was anything new is uncomfortable. So for everyone listening, that's never tried bookkeeping on a monthly basis or really looking into your numbers and making those empowered decisions. I hope this empowers you to do it. Because once you do, once you face that fear, it just becomes like a secondhand a thing, you know, second nature to you. It's no longer uncomfortable. You, you know, and there's months where I look at my numbers and I'm like, oh, I don't like those numbers, but at least I'm looking at them and I'm aware and I'm not making, you know, decisions with money I don't have and, and all those things. So with that being said, I think we hammered how important bookkeeping is <laughs> and what it can do for the business owner, which is fantastic. But what are some basic bookkeeping practices that all photographers need to be doing regardless of their stage of business. What does bookkeeping look like on a month to month basis? Okay. So my favorite thing to lecture about is keeping your personal separate from your business. And I think this is especially important. You know, you talk about like photography being something that you are doing on the side. And so it's probably extremely tempted. So I think it's extremely tempting to mix the two together, especially if it, if you are like just starting out and you're doing it on the side, it might seem really maybe like official or over the top to get a bank account for your side business. But it's really important to keep it separate from the beginning. Cause like you said, like going back at tax time and then trying to clean up all of that for a whole year, first of all, you're going to miss something because you're going through a whole year of transactions. And even if it's, you know, 10 per month, that's 120 transactions that you're sifting through at the end of the year. So that's the, the main thing the very first thing that I tell people to do is separate the two. You're going to thank yourself in the long run and it's going to be so much easier to track where your business is. And when you do decide then to start engaging in some form of bookkeeping, it's going to be that much easier. So we call it in the bookkeeping world, like the golden rule is to separate personal from business. You also might hear people say commingling. So don't commingle, keep the two separate and open up that business bank account. You don't have to file and become an LLC to do that. You can open it with your social security number, just separate the two. Yeah. And I want to, I want to say a couple things. I did this wrong. This is one of those things that I did wrong. I commingled my account 
for probably two years. And I really wish I never would have, but I did. So I'm here to tell you if you're doing that. And the reason I'm airing this episode in January is so you'll stop doing it. It's a fresh Mm -hmm. new year. It's a fresh new year. Go do it today. Go do it tomorrow. Whenever you're listening to this, make that your one action item. Okay. I need to go open another checking account. In fact, my bank was very nice and let me open like a checking account before it was like an official business account first until I hit a certain level and then encouraged me to move it over to a business account. Now, when I did this, I'm one of those people where there's usually some type of like, you have to have a hundred dollars to open a checking account or some, some kind of a balance thing. So what I did to help myself, and maybe this is just weird. I don't know, but this is just what Brooke did. I put, I think I put $300, transferred $300, opened the account. And my goal was to never let it go below $300. It's like a thing that I do with my mind. And now obviously mine's a lot bigger than that, but I don't feel comfortable if it, if it gets lower than a certain amount. And I do the same thing with my personal checking account. So if you like a good challenge and you're motivated that way, that's just something fun, like to make it fun because I know it can be overwhelming and something else too that, that I really was like just trying to step into the shoes of myself back then was I didn't want to open it like a separate thing because I didn't want to be discouraged if I had a month that I didn't do well and I had nothing to show for it. But I think we need to get over that and we need to come into it back to a mindset thing. Great anticipation for what's to come, knowing that if you're taking the action, you're going to get the bookings, thus meaning that your business account is going to grow. The money is going to grow. So I just wanted to put my two cents out there about that particular because that could be that's a lot. That's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie like that was a hard step for me back in the day of just two accounts. And I don't know why, but it just, it was a mindset thing for sure. So, yeah, I think it definitely is. And I also think that, so I can think back to, so my sister was my very first client. It's kind of how I got into bookkeeping. And she, I remember when I was advising her to open a business bank account, she said, do you know like which bank I should use? I've already looked at these, a handful of them and they want me to have a minimum balance or they charge me $15 a month to have an account. And so back at the time, before I knew a lot more about small business bank accounts, we landed on same thing. She opened a personal account and used that until she felt like she could switch to a business account. And what's really cool about us now in January of 2023 is there are a lot of online banking providers that don't require any minimums and don't charge you any fees. And I promise you, there's a lot of them out there. They exist. They're safe, secure, FDIC insured, all the stuff. And you can open one within literally minutes. My favorite is Relay Bank. I don't get any money from telling you that, but I bank with them personally for my business. I have a lot of clients that use them. And the reason why I love it is, like I said, no fees. And then you can go on and open one. Like you could go do it right now and it would be open in 10 minutes. So... Yes. There's really no excuse to not. Yes. Okay. I love that. No excuse. That's the homework. That's the action <laughs> item before you even get to the bookkeeping. I love it. That's so good. Okay. So back to some basic bookkeeping practices. We've got the golden rule. Now, what does it physically like look like to 
you know, keep up with your transactions? What, I mean, from like a second grade level, explain that to us. How are we doing this? And what resources would we might, or do we need in order to track? Yeah. So I think one of the big things about tracking, especially when you're starting out is to find something that you will actually do. So it's like, it's almost like if you start the new year and you say, okay, I'm going to go on a diet and clean my house every day. And I'm going to run every day. And you know, like, don't like just baby steps, you know, find something that you know that you will keep up with is how I like to tell people to start out. And so if that looks like literally pen and paper, then use pen and paper. If that looks like a Google sheet or an Excel document, then do that. Um, There's plenty of templates out there. I have a template for people that are DIYing their business books. It's called the bookkeeping buddy. I'm sure it will be linked in the show notes. (laughs) Um, My favorite. (laughs) Yep. And it's really just as simple as writing down everything that's coming into your business. So all of your sales and then everything that's coming out of your business, anything that you're spending money on. And the difference between the two is going to be what you made for the month. One thing that you also need to be paying attention to is the taxes. So you don't need to keep all of the money that you make. Some of it goes to Uncle Sam. But getting back to actually getting started with bookkeeping. So I would first figure out something that you know you will keep up with. Like I said, pen and paper or Excel. Um, I would then graduate to a software once you've kind of gotten into a rhythm of tracking it on your own, getting comfortable with just the act of like sitting down and doing it, looking at your bank statement. So in the beginning, when you're not using a software, you are going to want to grab your bank statement and make sure that you're recording everything that's showing up on there so that you're not missing anything. And then when you graduate to a software, you can connect your bank directly in there and you can reconcile within the system. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But (laughs) what I will say is the very first year that I started truly bookkeeping in my business, tracking, you know, all the, all the sessions, all the sales, the prints and products, all that I did. I just used a template that I found. It's called a profit and loss tracker. So if you don't use gins and you want to go on Etsy or somewhere and find something that works for you, we're good with that. Profit and loss trackers, typically what this is going to be called. Um, And then you are. And so what I did for myself was once a month at the end of the month, at the end of January, for instance, I would sit down, I'd look back at all of the bank statements that I made and any, you know, back in the day, any PayPal, any Venmo, anything like that, that, that I wanted to know specifically what it was. And then I go plug it all in. You're categorizing the date, where it came from, who it was what it's for, all the things, like all the things, all the things they never teach you in school, right? (laughs) That's what you're doing. (laughs) Um, And so, and it's, and it's good because you're able to see, okay, I made $2,000 this month, but I spent 1800. So, uh uh-oh, I can only, you know, there's only $200 left and guess what? You got to send some to taxes, I'm sure. So you really Mm -hmm. didn't make really didn't make a profit that month. And so that's what it's helpful for. But once you start doing this, and honestly, if you will, here's a really good exercise. When I got into budgeting and all the things, this was an exercise that they gave us. Go look at the last 90 days. So go back and look at October, November, and December, because that was a very time, a very busy time for you guys. And a lot of you invested in stuff. Okay. Go look at the end of 2022, 90 days worth. And just go go track everything and look at how did you do in October, November, and December 
Where did you spend way too much money? And where did you pay yourself really well? And, and like, just practice, then come and start, you know, bookkeeping for 2023. So that's a really fun exercise. I say fun. I remember having all kinds of feelings and being like, I can't believe I spent that much money on something. But it's really eye opening to do that both in your personal life and in your business. I dare you. That's another fun challenge. So there's that. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of times we let intimidation hold us back. I mean, you could probably say that about a lot of things in your industry. Yeah. I mean, just like going out the first time to, to shoot or, and think about all the things that you wouldn't have done if you let intimidation keep you from doing them. And I think going, I love the idea of going back in time and practicing on last quarter to set yourself up for success with executing on January, but just rip the bandaid off. <laughs> I swear you'll be happy after you look at it all. You can't just ignore it. It's way too important. Yeah. And, and I use the bookkeeping numbers, my profit and loss statement. That's what it's called when you're looking at it. And I use all of those things, the numbers to tell me, okay, like, can I afford a new camera? Or can I, like, I use it to make business decisions or, Hey, I really am wanting to increase my prices. I feel like I should, I'm not hitting the paycheck goal that I want to. And so those are the numbers that you're looking at. What can I cut? Obviously you're always going to go through. What can I cut out first for expenses? And then your next, you know, you're, if you're wanting to make more money, it's either you have to book more or you increase your prices. Like that's your, those are your options. Yeah. So all these numbers are going to help you make good decisions in your business. There was, oh, there was one more thing that I wanted to say before I forgot. In case y'all are curious of what I use in my business for bookkeeping the systems and resources and things, I use Jen's bookkeeping buddy template that's linked in the show notes. I use that for my, just because I don't have to. Jen does this for me, but I like to see what am I doing, like physically writing and typing it out helps me rein it all in and make better decisions. So that's just something that I choose to use. The software we use is QuickBooks. I know it's overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Jen's really, really, really good at teaching you how to use it or doing it for you. And then of course, I hired a bookkeeper. That's Jen. She does a lot of this for me to make sure it's balanced correctly. We're not duplicating transactions. Like I have no business in doing my own, but I'm just at a point where I'm thankful I don't have to. So there are options for you, but I wanted you guys to know what am I using? That's what I'm using. So, Okay. Anything else that we want to add on that topic? I think just use caution. I think if you're going to dive into QuickBooks on your own, make sure you, you know, watch some videos or get help from a bookkeeper. Whether you can, a lot of us, like I have one-on-one intensives. You can book me for an hour and a half and we can focus on like getting you set up in QuickBooks so you can then go and do it yourself. But What's really nice about the software, you can get QuickBooks Simple Start is what it's called, the very basic one. Do not use QuickBooks Self-Employed. I don't want to like get, I don't want to get into talking all about that, but just um, trust me, if you're going to work with a bookkeeper in the future, if you think you might, um, you want to stick with Simple Start. And it's, it will come, it's like, it will come out of the box and make some assumptions for you and it'll create reports and whatnot. It's, it's. I would say it can be very good. Just be careful and try to educate yourself on it just a little bit before you dive into it. 
That's so helpful. Thank you for that golden nugget because I'm always like, okay, yeah, QuickBooks, but which one? Like, how many options do you possibly need? But anyway, that was so helpful. So that's really going to help somebody out. So I'm glad you have that service. Those intensives, I'm sure, are very helpful for people who are like, I just need your expertise to make sure I'm doing this right so I can continue to do it correctly. So I love that. Yeah. So last question I have for you, because this is naturally the progression as once we go from dipping our toe into bookkeeping and then actually doing it consistently, at some point, we're going to ask the question, when is it time to hire a bookkeeper? So what is your answer for that? I, my opinion on when it's time is when you get to a point where you're no longer consistent with it. So you have you've listened, you decide that it's important and you're using that information and then you're getting busier and busier and busier. You're working, you're out on shoots, you're doing other stuff and you're starting to like let it slip away from you and you feel comfortable making that investment. I I think I never want somebody to invest in hiring a bookkeeper like out of feeling like they have to or out of fear or something. I think that you any investment should feel good. But if you're at a place where you're getting your business is growing and you're getting busy and you're not paying attention to it anymore and you have the funds for it, then I think that that's a great like tipping point. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. And honestly, probably couldn't have said it any better. Yes. Obviously you need to be able to afford it, but Also, you'll know because you are getting busier and you just don't have the time to dedicate to it. I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. And as you get busier, that's when it gets more complicated. I think Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it's doable. Can definitely see it. You know, people DIYing their own things, which is why you have resources and intensives and everything they could possibly want you've got for them, which I love. And, you know, and then naturally we all get to a point in our business where we're like, all right, we're done with this. This is not our specialty. Let's outsource Mm -hmm. it to a bookkeeper. So I'm very thankful that I don't have to have that headache anymore. So that's great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of compare it to, you know, in the beginning, it's like outsourcing a lot of other things, right? Like in the beginning, some of you probably were doing your own social media and maybe now you got to a point where like you can keep up with it every day. So now maybe you have help with some of that or you were doing your own, maybe you made your own logo to begin with. And then you decided that you wanted to outsource that. I think just your numbers are so important. So maybe like, you know, keep that in mind when you're deciding on what to outsource, because that could be the, if getting your numbers in order and having that visibility can probably like propel you to your next investments and your next outsourcing. But if you start out and you separate your personal from your business, if you have some sort of system in place to track things and you have not invested in QuickBooks (laughs) self-employed, then if you're, if you're organized, it's going to be so much easier then to hand that over to a bookkeeper. And it's going to save you money in the long run too, if they don't have to go back and untangle a bunch of like commingled transactions. I think any sort of like basic organization is going to set you up for success, whether you're doing it yourself or what, you know, when you maybe eventually partner with someone. So I think we talked about a lot of great tips today. One other thing, I don't know, like probably should talk about this earlier, but just be careful with using, I think you mentioned like Venmo, PayPal. I see a lot of Zelle these days. 
just be really careful with spreading your sales out to too many through too many like avenues. It can make things messy and there's just not very good reporting in some of those systems. So pick your favorite and stick with that if you can. And you'll thank yourself later for that too. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I have hammered this topic of (laughs) please try and use, you know, software or, you know, PayPal business or Stripe or Square, things that are meant for business transactions and not these personal apps. It's just, it's really important. I know every now and again, you're going to have that one client that didn't even ask you and boom, you've got something in your Venmo balance. I get it. Mm -hmm. But you want to try to control that as much as you possibly can. And it's only going to help in the long run. So yes, I feel like personally, I hammer this all the time, but it's also one of those things that just can't be said enough because I still see it as much as you do. So yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Use business software that was created for business transactions. 100%. So Jen, this was gold. This was so good. So many good points. I love that we touched on mindset because truly making these decisions and showing up and putting the CEO hat on as an artist can be very daunting. And so I love that we talked about mindset because I feel like everything comes back to that. It's scary. It's overwhelming. We've never done something before. And so we just have to keep taking that action until it becomes comfortable to us. So So many good tips, so much good information. Where can people connect with you, follow along? Your Instagram content is amazing. And so I definitely want you to drop your Instagram handle so that they will come follow you. Uh, Yes, you can find me at Numbers by Jen on Instagram. My website is also www.numbersbyjen.com. Pretty easy to find me, even though it's kind of a, I don't know. I think it's a generic name, but pretty easy to find me. Yeah, lots of tips and tricks on Instagram. I also have a, an email newsletter you can sign up for. It contains a freebie every month. Yeah, so follow along. Yes, please do. She is a wealth of knowledge. So I hope today that you remember your action items and everything we talked about. We really talked about the importance of bookkeeping, how that's going to empower you to make better business decisions, pay yourself, set money aside for taxes. It's really there to equip you and empower you as a business owner, as well as taking some of those action steps that we talked about, opening up a separate checking account, regardless of what that looks like. If you do nothing else, just do that. That's our hope for you at the end of today's episode. Thanks again, Jen. This was so fun. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. If you're loving the content, can you take just two minutes and do me the biggest favor? Share your love for the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share the show to your social media. I'm on a mission to transform our photography industry and the best way to reach others is to share the show. I'll catch you on the next episode.